Jerry, I kind of dismissed you last week, put my hands up now, and I'm not saying I'm infallible the way Owen used to say it. Apology accepted. And I was like, there's no fear here. No. Teams don't fear Dublin anymore. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. So Dean, how is things? Um, the league so far has gone pretty well. Just the, the one loss to Derry last weekend. Yeah, look, I suppose we've had a com- very competitive uh, start to Division 2. It's um, Most games have gone down to the wire, which is, is probably what you want because that's what the summer is going to be like, more or less. But um, yeah, look, great, great game against Derry. Obviously disappointed with the result, but certain aspects you please with. But to go all that way up there and uh, not, not get a victory, not get a point, it was disappointing. But you know, back back, back on the horse now and, and ready to go for me in, in, in a couple of days' time, which is it was a really exciting game to look forward to. Where do you think it went wrong against Derry? Obviously, you had the five-point lead at half-time, so things were looking quite comfortable then. Yeah, look, I suppose we played particularly well in the first half. It wasn't perfect, but you know, we we, we had a good lead going in at half-time, and then I suppose just with games, momentum, and when Derry got a goal, obviously it's it's difficult, and then the, the massive home support there as well. So it was, um, yeah, it was it was one of them things, but. You know, when we look back on it, there's there's certain when you lose by a point, you you probably overanalyze everything. But there were certain aspects of the, of the second half performance we disappointed with in terms of just turning the ball over. But something to look at, and as I said, we just to put it into practice over the next couple of weeks to get ready for Meath. Yeah, I spoke to Desi Farrell after the game. Um, he he took a lot of positives from the performance. You know, it was a good Division Two game. You know, it was good intensity, and I suppose that's what you want when you're preparing for a championship. But I suppose people don't associate Dublin losing in the down the, the last stretch, you know, to really be able to get over the line. They expect Dublin to do that. Why do you think that didn't happen? Yeah, look, I suppose like we haven't probably met up as a group yet since the game, so we'll, we'll, we'll have our analysis of it and, and, and go through it. But obviously there was key moments at the end. We probably had the ball uh, towards that last play and, and just turned it over, unfortunately, and then gave Derry that last opportunity. So it's a bit of just game management in terms of just making sure that if, if we're not going to win the game, make sure we don't lose it. So it's probably holding on to it a little bit better and working a, working a better shot. But uh, yeah, look, as I said, we'll go back to the drawing board and back to training and, and see what happens from next week. What is the challenge like of now being asked these questions rather than questions on back-to-back All-Irelands? Because obviously when, since you've been in, you've been in quite a while now, a lot of All-Irelands to your name. So you went from back-to-back All-Irelands to now maybe Dublin have pulled back to the pack a little bit. What's it like now to be asked those questions, I suppose? Yeah, no, I think it's just it's a challenge, really. It's something that a lot of the group haven't been exposed to, but we've been exposed to it for the last two and a half years really so um, it's something that we we are quite used to now at this stage and I suppose just the bigger the adversity the bigger the opportunity as well so um, you know we, we know exactly where we are as a group we've been usually competitive obviously in the championship the last last two seasons and, and not been too far away but the primary objective at the moment is to, to try and get promoted from Division 2 and get back to Division 1 and, and uh, cause that's where you want to play football that's where everyone wants to be mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, big, big uh, couple of weeks ahead of us in terms of the games against Mead and Loud and, and hopefully we get the results there to take us back to Division 1. And do you feel that you need to adapt your game style at all? That was something maybe after the Derry game that people talked about um, playing one style of football and can Dublin adapt their play to certain teams? Do you feel like there's been an evolution over the last three or four years or are you sticking with that style of play that you would have always played? Yeah, look, you're always evolving. You're evolving game by game, not not even year by year. But I suppose how the game has gone now, it's it can be quite frustrating for maybe inside forwards and stuff like that with so many 
teams back so you're trying to to, to get get your ball players on the ball as much as possible but it is difficult the game is now more so like basketball with 15 behind the ball and 15 attack and 15 defending so it's uh it's challenging and look you're, you're trying to break that mold and, and come up with ways to play a bit more attacking football and and, and not play sort of mundane mm-hmm. boring football at times like but it, it's a challenge and it's something that we're um aspiring to, to, to do at the moment and working on the training ground so and uh, we'll see we'll see what happens come summer yeah, you really need your fitness levels to be through the roof to be able to play that that style of play. And I suppose is that something that you look to peak come championship time? Yeah, look, I, I think particularly this year with the championship, it's a, it's a totally different championship. Um, nobody's played in anything like this no. before. Um, so it's going to be interesting from a player's perspective, management and the strength and conditioning um, staff for, for every county. Because mm-hmm. um, it's week on week. Um, so recovery is going to be huge and when to peak when not to peak is it's a difficult question and it's something yeah. very hard to, 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 to know when that when that's meant to be for her so um, yeah look we'll see what happens I'm sure the lads have a plan uh, for the summer ahead but um, yeah you just have to earn, earn the right to get there first and, and see what happens then what is it like in the panel at the minute? Obviously, some new faces are coming in and, and putting their hands up for places. And then you have some of maybe the, the older lads that are still there too that are very much in contention and, and still starting. What's it like, I suppose, the dynamic of, I suppose, competition for places? Yeah, look, the competition for places has always been so high mm-hmm. in, in Dublin. And uh, it's something that's, you know, drives the standards in, in training and then gets you to perform in games and yeah a lot, lot, of, lot of guys back a lot of guys coming back from injury as well which is, is, which is positive for the group and uh, yeah it's like you want everyone back it's obviously the nature of the sport and, and sport in general that you're always going to have injuries but uh, I think we're getting more players back now than, than on the sidelines which is really encouraging and I think they're just waiting for the weather to get a little bit better and a little bit warmer <laughs> before they're back but uh, yeah no I think it's uh, it's great to have the, those guys back and as I said it's going to just drive that level of competition mm-hmm. and hopefully just improve us then as a team How has the inter-county setup changed from when you started out to now? I'm sure there's been massive changes <laughs> You said that Lummy <laughs> Yeah um, Yeah no not at all 33 now Um yeah, look, it's obviously it's changed. It's totally changed. Yeah. Like Jesus, when you know, he was first in the panel in 2009, uh, when Kerry beat us that time by 17 points, was That's on the right, bench that yeah. day. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's totally changed from just sort of an analysis put perspective and video work. It's it's you have every camera angle available mm-hmm. to you now and everything is analysed and maybe sometimes overanalyzed but that's just the nature of it now mm-hmm. it's the same in club football even now it's it's gone to such a high level mm-hmm. uh, which is great in one way and in another way it's it can be a bit of an overkill at times but uh, it's just trying to strike that balance but uh, yeah certainly the game and uh, yeah, it's evolved an awful lot and since my time started off yeah. yeah and even the commitment levels I know you always would have had the commitment levels would always been there, but is there maybe even more expected of you now? Um, since I've been playing, I suppose that you're always doing obviously the the training that's prescribed from, from the team, and then you're always doing that a little bit of extra work uh, yourself, whether it's working on your free taking or just injury prevention stuff or mm-hmm. general recovery. So, like intercounty football and club football now at the state, it's a, it's a six or seven day a week job you know it's it's yeah. it really is like on top of your family life and top of on top of your work so it's um yeah it's it's very busy time but it's uh something you enjoy look if you didn't want to do it you wouldn't do it yeah and um, so it's certainly something i enjoy but it's uh 
yeah, it's, it's fairly full on. You mentioned family life. Um, you've obviously had a baby not too long ago, so things have changed, I'm sure. What is that like? Are you getting sleep or how is that all going? More grey hair now at the moment. But uh, yeah, no, look, Sadie's great uh, and he's brilliant, very accommodating for me football as well. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, having a baby is it's a game changer. Uh, definitely gives you a bit more perspective. Um, but she's brilliant. Like she's, She actually sleeps incredibly well so oh, that's good. touch wood now yeah. she, she'll continue with that and get more seats than I've ever got so yeah uh, th- that's certainly <laughs> a positive case for Neve as well that's a positive you know it is in yeah, fairness it is for Neve you yeah, know I do do the odd uh, n- n- knife feeding but uh, no thankfully <laughs> she's gone off that now but no yeah it's, uh, it can, uh, certainly gives you a different outlook in life but uh, thankfully she's so healthy and well is Neve still playing club football Neve is yeah she's playing club football she's actually playing uh O'Connor Cup this weekend as well. She's she's doing a PhD in TUD, so she is going up to the Dome to play. Yeah, somewhere I've never played, so I don't think I'll play (laughs) up there either. She's one up on me, but uh, (laughs) yes, she's back. Yes, she's enjoying it. Yes, she's eighty-seven months, but Neil was back playing with the club after eight weeks after Sadie was born. So she's uh, yeah. Uh, that's I, incredible. I, I couldn't do it now, yeah. No, yeah. yeah, I couldn't do it. Fair right. play, it's amazing. Amazing. Well, Dean, thanks so much. No worries, Thank you. Thank you. Ronan, how has life been as a Dublin hurler and obviously Kilmico Croaks as well? Yeah, it's been good. We've had a good year and uh, back in the setup now with Dublin, so enjoying it. Um, a lot of work to be done, but uh, getting through it now. Yeah, definitely a good year from a club perspective, anyway. Um, so successful for the football and the hurling. The hurling against Ballyhale Shamrocks in the Leinster final, a brilliant game. I was at that game. I suppose, how was that for the club to have gone that far and to be in Croke Park? Yeah, it's definitely a special year for the club uh, across all codes. I think from a hurling perspective, it's something we hadn't done before, winning sort of consecutive county titles. So to then progress on into a Leinster final was, was really special. It wasn't to be on the day, but uh, definitely a learning experience and proud of, proud of all the success we've had throughout the club. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And for both teams to be there, you know, it was unbelievable. You know, you don't see that ever that the the football and the hurling are there competing in the the All Ireland uh, Championship. Yeah, it was bizarre in a way. Like you sort of there was a lot of buzz around Stillorgan throughout the sort of weeks leading up to it. Um, but then when it came to the day, you nearly forgot that the footballers were out after us. You were so focused on your own your own game and your own job, and you sort of felt for Brian Sheehy in a way that he was sat in one dressing room preparing for a hurling game, and then and 60 minutes later he was back in a football dressing room preparing for the the Leinster final again. So. Uh, no, it was definitely a special experience for the club. Yeah, that was unbelievable that he was going to play both games. Like, it's just crazy. But fair play to him. Obviously, a dual player is something that's not dying out, but it's harder to do. It, it's just so tough nowadays with the fixtures and the likes of it. I'm sure there would have been way more, but it's just nearly impossible at times. Yeah, they're, they're few and far between, especially in, in Croaks. Like, um, we've, we've two very competitive sen- senior teams and, mm-hmm. you know, you need to be at every training session to, to be keeping your jersey and keeping your spot in the team. So... Uh, the nature of the game is gone that you're training three times a week so that you just the, the time demands and the, the physical demands of, of playing both are at a high level anyways are probably gone from uh, from inter-county and from senior um, club club games mm-hmm. and obviously there was lots of drama with the, the footballers with Glenn afterwards what was that like I suppose uh, as a club person what was it like for the club I'm sure it mustn't have been the nicest time, um, I suppose, celebrating in All Ireland, but then hearing the next day that maybe, maybe it's not, it's it's not your All Ireland just yet. Yeah, I, I was at the game, and I suppose the first reaction was just just immense pride. Like I'd be friends with, with a lot of the lads in, in on the football setup, would have played football the whole way up, so would have known them, and uh, was was really happy for them. And then 
to see sort of the, the following day and, and the sort of following weeks um, that that being dragged out. And I felt for, for both sets of players in a way that they couldn't just, you know, park it and move on and, and that Crokes couldn't couldn't celebrate properly in a way. But um, no, I suppose looking back on it now that they've they've been crowned champions and, and they can be really proud of, of the success that they've had and, and hopefully that there'll be more to come. Did they get to celebrate a second time? Uh, I'm not sure now. I, I wasn't involved in the celebrations. I was there the first night and uh, congratulated them. So I'm not sure if, if a second round of celebrations happened, but yeah, I, I'd say so. <laughs> and then for you personally, then you were just telling me that you have a hamstring issue at the minute, so you're not playing. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'm sidelined for, for a couple of weeks, so I'm uh, working through a rehab program, trying to get back. So I'm hopeful that, that I'll be back in time, but um, we'll see. Time will tell. And give us an insight into Dublin hurling at the minute. Is there new faces in there? What's it like? Yeah, no, there's a huge turnover in players. A lot of lads stepped away for, for different reasons last year. And we've a lot of young lads coming up um, through underage setup. So, so there's a lot of new faces. We've new managing team as well. So um, it's been going well so far. The, the group are gelling well and, and the managing team are professional and they've, they've put in place a lot, a lot of good resources that, that have helped us um, progress as, as a team. So hopefully that'll continue. When you have new management in, does it bring, I suppose, a freshness? There's, I suppose, this energy that you want to prove yourself as well? Yeah, no, combined with the young lads who are, who are competing for, for your place. So a lot of the more experienced players are, are trying to impress the new management as well as keeping out young lads from, from taking their, their jersey. So, uh, no, it just it, it breeds competition in a way that, that lads are trying to impress and constantly trying to improve and, and put their hand up come, come championship time some good performances in the league so far I know you've been sidelined but I suppose what have you made of it? Yeah I've, I've been watching on um, doing stats here and there so it's, it's, uh, I've, I've stayed involved I suppose it was a good win here the first day against Antrim and, and we'll have them later on in the year in championship so uh, it was a good test for ourselves first day out and then we were sort of disappointed in ourselves with the, the tip performance we thought that we could get something from the game and uh, hopefully now this weekend it'll be a different story down to Kenny. Yeah, Kilkenny this weekend in Kilkenny in Nolan Park. I'm sure that's a game you would have liked to have played in, especially to get one back on the Ballyhale Shamrocks lads. Yeah, I suppose each game you sit out, you're just more eager to get back in. And um, yeah, Kilkenny will be a good test in the league. So uh, hopefully we'll, we'll put our best foot forward and either get a win or, or, or learn something for come championship time. I suppose that's uh, the be all and end all is, is the championship games in summer. Mm-hmm. I was speaking with Dean Rock just before you came in. We just spoke about the challenges of being an inter-county player. How do you find it trying to balance life, personal life, your work with being an inter-county player as well? Yeah, it's, it's, it kind of ebbs and flows in a way how, how well prepared you are. And, and you know, you kind of get into a routine and then if something upsets it, then you're, you're sort of thrown, thrown for a couple of days. But um, yeah, it's difficult. It's, a, it's an ongoing challenge, but I think it's definitely worth it. You know, all the sacrifices you make and sort of the... the the extracurricular stuff you give up outside of uh, playing hurling or, or football or whatever it is that um, it's definitely work, worth it when when it comes to representing your county. Yeah, I was asking them what the the best part and the toughest part of it is. What would you say the toughest part is? Uh, I suppose keeping people happy. You kind of you never want to let anyone down, and yeah. particularly if it's it's a family member or or a close friend, and you kind of have to you know tell them I'm too busy at the moment. Can I you know put it off till the next week or or the following week and. Uh, yeah, it can be, can be tough to say no sometimes to people. So, yeah, I suppose letting people down is definitely the hardest part. And then the best bit? Uh, best bit's definitely uh, representing your county and, and representing your family and your club. So when it comes to championship days and you, and you get a good win, that those people coming onto the pitch that you've, you know, they've helped you and they've supported you all, all the whole way there. It's nice to kind of pay them back in a way. And what is the, the aim or the goal? Have you spoke about it as a, as a team? What you want to do this year? 
yeah I think e- each player is, is different um, but I think as a collective we're, we're always trying to improve and, and aiming to win like you want to win every game every player does and um, yeah we're, we're hoping to, to progress on and, and hopefully win Leinster and, and on into the All-Ireland campaign so um, yeah that's the goal for the year Emma O'Byrne how has it been with Dublin Camogie at the minute obviously you just started the league um, yeah like look it's uh, it's all positive from our side uh, I know by looking at the scores you know um, it kind of looks like we're on a downward path but really um, the improvement we've made in the last few weeks has been very positive and uh, our performance against Kilkenny the last day was just proof of that mm-hmm. yeah yeah, definitely. Like it is three defeats in the league so far, but as you said, that Kilkenny performance, I think in particular, in the second half, really showed that you know there's improvement there, and you're coming up against big teams as well. Yeah, exactly. And realistically, if we look at it, like this time last year, um, around May time, we would have played them in the Leinster final, and got uh, there was way more of a gap in the score. So I think mm-hmm. six points was a big positive to take away from that, especially with new players and we're a young team and there's new management in and stuff. So uh, I think it's it's all positive anyway and there's new players in new faces as you mentioned so is it completely new to get used to playing together or or what's that dynamic like um yeah like definitely it's a kind of it's kind of always been the case with us that um we've had to adapt to a lot of new management and Mm. players stepping away and a lot of injuries but i think luckily enough we're actually a very player-led team so it's it's only a positive um you know we just kind of bring the same uh the same mentality every year uh, regardless of the managerial changes or mm-hmm. you know players leaving and players coming in stuff like that yeah so yeah you just got to stick to yourselves and what you do best yeah. as you said you've had some managerial changes there has been two managers this year so that's not the the ideal start that you would have liked I suppose what happened there and how was that transition yeah look I think like looking in it's being a inter-county senior inter-county manager is a big big task to ask and you know I said before like it's uh, a big part of your life but it's not your whole life so that goes the same for managers and I think with the setup that we have now um, we're in we're in good hands you know um, we're as I said we're we can easily adapt to those kind of changes so um, yeah it's all been positive really um, where we have Jerry McQuaid in now and Mickey McCulloch um, and our backroom team is uh, insane. Like having Mags Darcy there, which who's like a great female, a great female leader to have there. Um, it's a big positive. So we have to kind of take the positives where we can. And what has Jerry and Mick brought to the setup? Um, I think just uh, like they obviously have a good uh, track record with uh, wins and All Ireland. So I think it's great to have that kind of winning mentality kind of um, seep throughout the team. Um, so yeah, it's. Jerry's, Jerry's won three All-Irelands with Wexford and obviously Mags was a part of that and Mickey McCulloch has managed countless teams, you know, Dublin Hurlers and Slot Neil and the likes of that. So I think it's just, it's all positive, you know. Do you feel like you can see what they're trying to do? Like sometimes when new management comes in, it takes a bit of time, like it's a process. You're not just going to start winning games straight off the back of it. Do you feel within the squad at trainings, like, I get it, I know what they're doing, we just need to give this time? Yeah, exactly. I think a big thing for us is buying into what they're um, showing to us. And, you know, like I said, they have uh, like brilliant experience amongst them. So I think it's just a matter of us buying into what they're trying to do with us. And was this always the path that you wanted to take? You always wanted to play for Dublin Camogie team? Um, yeah, I actually started kind of late. I started when I was about 12 or 13. So the fact that I'm on the senior team at the moment, it's it's a big deal, uh, especially for um, g- 
girls in my club and stuff. I'm from yeah. a small enough club, so um, yeah, it means a lot. Like it's it's a big it's a big honor to be playing for your for your uh, county. Absolutely. And um, what would you say is the best part of being an inter-county Camogie player? Um, I think just the fact that we're we're all kind of doing this together. We're all chasing the same thing, and like. I always say like we I see the girls more than I see my own family members yeah. sometimes so I think when you're all aiming for that I think it's it's a special thing and it's, it's something that's quite rare amongst all other things in your life you know that kind of way. yeah so and what would you say is the toughest part of it all um I'd say just having the like kind of mental strength to just go again especially like especially this year and looking at the loss that we've had like it's hard to kind of get yourself reset but I think like um, that's probably the most challenging part is when you do get those losses that it's a matter of picking it up again and mm. remaining kind of optimistic for the next few games kind of thing so yeah Is that a matter of maybe some of the more experienced players stepping up um, you're really young but you're probably one of the figures in there as well do you have to sort of like let the new girls know like you know we have to keep our heads and we just have to keep concentrated on the process as we spoke about Yeah definitely and I think it is uh it, it does kind of it, it shows our kind of maturity in the the older part of the group like um i think uh it's just a matter of trust with the older girls especially with the changes that we've had but i think uh the new girls that have come up have just shown like so much maturity um and i think it kind of just radiates through the team that kind of mentality of going again and it just um gets through to the younger players as well so that's a great thing as well is there anything about the camogie game at the minute that you change um, I think it was kind of mentioned last year about the physicality like it's great to see that kind of uh, enabled again yeah. so I'd say it's just a matter of maintaining that uh, element of the sport you know we're trying to um, we're trying to match like the likes of the, the lads game and yeah. I think it should be it should be enabled you know that kind of way so yeah I was speaking with Kate Sullivan from the the ladies football team, and you know she said about bringing more physicality into into football would be ideal because you know you're constantly in the gym, you're constantly getting your body to perform at the best level, and you want to be able to do that once you get out on the pitch. Yeah, definitely. I think it it makes such a difference uh, for the flow of the game as well. Yeah. Um, and I know referees uh, they give up so much of their time. It's just a matter of us all as players being on the same uh, wavelength in that regard in regards to physicality you know and mm-hmm. um, like you said we spend a lot of our time in the gym and we kind of want to see that translated onto the pitch as well mm-hmm. and how do you find balance in normal everyday life I'm sure you work as well as playing inter-county camogie yeah like it's it's tough as well like obviously you're it's not just the hours that you have to go to train and you don't just show up to train you have to give a lot of your time in uh, give a lot of your time to other aspects of life so uh, I think uh, it's just a matter of like like I said keeping that mental like resilience as well um, but yeah it's it. yeah it's good yeah it's and good. what is the aim or the goals this year um, have you spoke about that is it to, to win Leinster is it to go on and win the All-Ireland what are the aims um, I think realistically at the moment like our aim was to stay in Division 1A mm-hmm. and there's obviously still time to do that but I think it's a matter of trying to build a bit of uh, stability in our own group um, and we do want to stay in 1A obviously uh, so it's just a matter of chasing the next two games uh, and seeing how that goes. Kate, how is things going at the minute in Dublin football? 
Um, yeah, pretty good. We I think we could probably take a lot of learnings out of the league. Um, a few tough games and a few patches what we were really happy with. And um, I think coming in with a, a fairly new panel, um, we knew there was going to be a lot of learnings. Um, so we're happy enough with that. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of new faces around Dublin football at the minute. Is there any players to, to watch out for that's up and coming? Um, yeah, definitely. There's a few young girls that have come in there and have got a bit of game time. Um, and hopefully they'll be pushing like pushing standards for the older girls um, there for the championship. Yeah, it's all about that in the league to really get a look at girls that maybe haven't previously got a chance. And maybe some of the older girls as well are probably taking a bit of time to themselves before they come back into things. Yeah, definitely. Um, some of the older girls, like they've taken a, a well-deserved rest and it's an opportunity for younger girls to step up and, and kind of put a name on a jersey for them. Yeah. And the likes of Lindsay Davy obviously has stepped away, an unbelievable player for Dublin over the years. She's a massive loss, probably like a big figure that you had in that dressing room. Yeah, definitely. Look, Lindsay was probably one of the best players to play the game. Um, and as a team and player myself, I learned a lot from her. Um, so look, she gave so many years to Dublin um, and deserves the break now. So it's time for the younger girls to step up um, and fill her boots. And the likes of Sinead McGoldrick as well, she's playing the AFLW. Will we see her at all this year, do you think? Um, yeah, she's doing really well over there, um, as I knew she would. Like, she's a great athlete, but as I said, like some of the, some of the other girls are taking a bit of time um, during the league and they'll have to make their decision then come championship. So the first game was against Mead. You have a good rivalry with Mead now over the last number of years. I suppose, what was that like to, to go out and play them? I know it was in DCU, the game, and Mead just got the win in the end. Yeah, um, we were we were happy enough with that performance being our, our first game back. Um, again, a lot of new faces did play that game. And it was the same for Mead um, and their new management and everything coming in. So we knew it was going to be a challenge. Um, but look, we just take one game at a time during the league and um, try and improve on each one. Kerry is a team in the league that's really putting up big performances. We saw the result against Mead last weekend in particular. Are they the team to watch out for this year? Yeah, they had a really, really good um, league campaign. And... You know, I think they've a lot of players that are probably in their peak, and they've, you know, they work together really well as a team and good systems. Um, so yeah, they'll definitely be they'll, they'll definitely be a big team come championship now. Um, but I think all you know, it's, it'll be fairly open, and that's what you want. And um, so everyone will be in the mix now come summer. Yeah, it's re- it's really exciting that there's so many teams that are really pushing for that All Ireland. You were telling me just before we came on that you know your your week, what it looks like, and it's it's quite hectic. Run me through what it looks like to be an inter-county footballer. Yeah, so we'd we'd be training um, four times a week in the gym and pitch um, for for the session. So look, the management team they've put a lot of work in. They know how to have us right for games um, and also do the work on and off the pitch. Um, so they've got us set up nicely. So it's about four days during the week. Yeah, like depending on, on the match that weekend. Well, yeah, it'd be four days um, and then the match. So, yeah, it's tough going. You were telling me about a bonding session as well. Yeah, we took a trip out to the Curra there um, over the weekend. And, you know, we thought it was going to be a bit of fun and bonding. But, you know, and us were a very competitive bunch. So um, it was tough work. <laughs> it ended up in a lot of running. <laughs> yeah, a lot of running um, in in the dirty water as well. So, but it was good fun. Yeah. And what is Mick Bowen like as a, as a manager? Obviously, he's a lot of experience now, which is a long time. What would you describe him like as a manager? Um, oh, I think he's an excellent manager. He's he's brought ladies football up a level, I think. Um, and not just him on his own, but he's brought in a management team around him that work really well together. Um, and they like they do so much behind the scenes um, for a team as well. Like There's no stones unturned when it's come to on and off the pitch of what they can do for the team.
when you had that All-Ireland loss to Mead, I think that was a really sucker punch. It looked like it anyway from watching on. It was a bit of a shock maybe in ways. I spoke to Mick after the game um, and you could definitely see that he was, you know, very disappointed and distraught with it, with it all because, yeah, obviously you want to win the All-Ireland. At that point, was there any talk of Mick stepping away or anything like that? Um, no, there was. Um, I think we all went back into the dressing room um, after the match and, and we said that we'd commit to going again next year. Um, so we knew that that we were all going to put the work in together and go back at it. Yeah, That's so impressive to be thinking that way straight after an All-Ireland loss. Yeah, definitely. Look, um, I think you, know, you can't say it about me. They were absolutely um, outstanding on the day and it took us a lot to look back and reflect on ourselves and kind of the mistakes we made um, and to kind of change it around. But everyone was in the mindset that they wanted to go again and um, we knew we, we still had a good chance of, of going again. And just for you personally on your journey um, in the Dublin Intercounty setup, you came off the bench for, for a few years and then you were staking your claim in your own position then. How has that been as a journey for you? Yeah, look, I've I've loved every minute of it. Um, I think coming into the team, there, um, you know, the players there, you learn so much from the older girls, even like the sales girls that are in my home club that I would have grown up playing with and watching. Um, and you 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 do your few years of of learning from them, and then you kind of try step up and take take your jersey. Um, so yeah, I've been lucky. I've been working hard and getting game time over the last while. Um, so you know, I just want to help the team um, and put my stamp on it. So yeah. Was this always the, the path you wanted to take? You always wanted to, to put on that Dublin jersey? Yeah, definitely. Ever since I was a kid, um, I used to go up to... My dad used to manage the, the Sylvester team, which made um, her and Eve McAvoy and Nicole on, on it. Um, and it's definitely something I want to do when I grow up, yeah. Sinead O'Hearn, you mentioned her there, obviously a massive figure within the team as well. She's not featuring in the league, but she's coming back for a championship. Um, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. You know, another player that deserves to take the time and get their body right and then make a decision for themselves. Um, so that'll be something that she'll have to decide now over the coming weeks. Yeah, what a player, and she must be such a figure even in the dressing room. Does she, I suppose, give any talks before the game? Is she that type of player? Yeah, definitely. Um, she, you know, she's one of those people that when she talks in the dressing room, everyone's silent and you kind of listen to her words. Um, you know, she doesn't need to say a lot, but what she does say, um, you, it, it means a lot and you can tell where it's coming from. What would you say is the best part of being an inter-county footballer? Um, I'd say definitely the friendships that you make. Um, you know, you're all striving to go for the same goal um, and just being in that team environment. Um, I don't think... A lot of people that don't play probably wouldn't understand like the sacrifice and everything you have to make, but it's definitely worth it. Yeah, you probably need to surround yourself with like-minded people that understand. Like, do you have friends that maybe don't play sport and wondering, why do you give so much time to, to this? Yeah, even like missing out on um, on social events or anything like that. But like 100%, I wouldn't change anything about it. But, like the friendships I've made and um, from past years and um, on the team now, I wouldn't change anything. What has been the toughest part? Um, the toughest part has probably been the losses. Um, you know, it's almost like grieving something. Um, you know, it, it can take you weeks or months to fully get over it and you kind of are looking back on, you know, would I change anything? What can I change for the future? And that kind of sticks with you. Um, but which is also a good thing of going into a new season. You know, you, you felt that hurt and you know what to do um, to get past that. You don't want to experience it again. Is there a loss in particular that stands out in your mind? 
one that you think about going to bed there's those moments isn't there that you're <laughs> constantly going around in your mind yeah um, I suppose the, the me dollar final was um, the first big loss that we had when I was involved in the team um, you know I came in and they were they were on the back of a few All-Ireland, so I, I was kind of hopping in on that. Um, and then obviously the one to Donegal last year, um, that was a tough one to take as well, mm-hmm. since it was earlier in the season, um, which which we would have got past that over the last few years. And what is the aim this year? What do you talk about to, I suppose, set your sights on? Um, you know, I don't think there's much talk about, about where we want to get, but kind of um, the path and what we need to do to get there. You know, um, there's a lot of building and, and learnings and stripping it back to the start. Um, so look, we're looking forward to it and I think um, we'll be ready and give it a good rattle come summer. And the game in general as a whole, um, do you think there's anything that you would change? I know a lot of girls would like more physicality, things like that. Is there anything that you'd personally like to change within the game? Yeah, like the physicality side of it, I think um, you know we're all we're all working hard and we're in the gym a lot um, and the game's come on from maybe when the reels were done. Um, so yeah, 100% even like clarification around maybe the tackle and things, um, you know, there's some stuff that you don't know which way it's going to go, or the you know taking the hit of the body, um, you know, you can get a bit more clarification on that. Yeah, that's something that's been highlighted quite a bit over the last number of weeks. I know there's some video clips going around on Twitter of different teams that, where you don't know what's right and wrong anymore. So that's something definitely that probably needs to be looked into. Is it something in training that you talk about to? I suppose get around it or to not get caught or is there anything that Mick talks about when you talk about the tackle? Yeah, um, you know, our backs coaches would do a lot on that. Um, we do a lot of tackling drills and how to tackle the right way and um, you know take the tackle in your body and take the hit. Um, but again, like there's there's some that you just wouldn't know when the call is made which way it's going to go. Um, unfortunately, but that's that's just the way it is at the moment. Mm-hmm. And for you growing up, who was the player that you would have looked up to? Um, probably would have been the sales girls. Um, Neve McAvoy, Shane her and Nicole, they would have been um, big when I was young, just getting to see them play with Dublin and also just in my local club as well. So I would have looked down, up to them a lot. And Neve is another player that stepped away. Um, I think it was last year that she stepped away. Is she still playing club football? She is, yeah. Um, she had her baby Sadie, so she's yeah. back playing football now. Um, and Sadie's up as well, um, up around the girls. So it's brilliant to see her back and it's going to be great to have her back in championship as well.